Hey, Restoration family, this is Pastor Dominic here. I hope your morning is off to a great start. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 16 this morning, and that's going to be the second book in the Bible. So Genesis, Exodus chapter 16. It should be a really easy find. As you know, we're on a brand new sermon series, The Cross Throughout Time, and this sermon series, we're discovering how the story of Jesus is interwoven into the story of individuals in the Bible who never met Jesus. You see the story of Jesus all over the place in the Bible. His story isn't confined to one place in one time period. His story is in every place, in every time period throughout the Bible. His story isn't just in the New Testament, it's in the Old Testament. His story isn't just in the good times, it's in the tough times. It's not just in the green pastures, it's in the uh, desert places. And that's That's where we find the story of Jesus this morning, in the wilderness with the Israelites as they are exiting Egypt and traveling into the promised land. That's where we're going to find the Israelites, on their way from Egypt to the promised land, the land that God had promised to them centuries before. There was just one problem. In order to get from Egypt to the promised land, they had to cross a desert on foot, Thousands and hundreds of thousands of people moving through a desert in the middle of a barren wilderness on foot. Now, now, let's put this in perspective. My wife and I have been hiking and we've been camping before, as I'm sure you have. But I've never had to hike through or camp in a desert. That's what these guys were doing in Exodus chapter 16. The children of Israel, the Israelites, were traveling through the wilderness, a barren desert. When we think of camping, we think of driving a few hours away and setting up our campsite in an area that still has full bars of service on our phone. We think of blowing up our mattress. We think of all the nice stuff that we have. We think of a device that still has Netflix when we're camping. We think of running water two campsites down. We think of bathrooms just to walk away. That's not what these guys had. The Israelites were hiking through months of desert. They had nothing. There was no source of water. There was no stable food supply. There was no s'mores or hot dogs. They didn't have anything. They were in the middle of a desert. They didn't have showers. They didn't have deodorant. They didn't have suntan lotion. They didn't even have toilet paper, which I suppose none of us have that either, but but they didn't have anything. The Israelites, they were traveling through the desert, and that's why this is so important. Because it's in this wilderness that they learn an important principle about God's provision. So let's look at a few of the things they learned in verses 2 and 3. Look at this. Turn turn to verse 2 and 3. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. 
Just a few months prior, God had saved them from the Egyptian empire. The entire Egyptian army was coming after the Israelites and God on their behalf parted an ocean for them. One of the biggest miracles perhaps in all of the Bible and the Israelites, they're able to literally walk through this miracle. They walk through the ocean on dry ground. And not a couple months later after that, they're in the desert and they see their shrinking food supply and they say to themselves and they say to their friends, yep, I think God has brought us out here to die. Really? Is that really what they, God had just brought them from Egypt and that's his plan? And just like that, the desert turned their confidence in God into complaints against God. And if, and that's what the temptations of life, that's what the problems of life want to do to us. They want to turn our confidence into complaints. And specifically, they want to turn our confidence in God into complaints against God. If there's one thing the desert places want to do, they want to steal our confidence and exchange it with complaints. The moments when it's hard to see how you're going to work things out in this problem, you're going to be tempted to exchange your confidence for complaints. When it seems like you don't have enough resources to meet all of your needs, the temptation is going to be to turn your confidence into complaints. You're going to be tempted to say and to look up at God and say, God, you did this to me. How come you let this happen? This is your fault that I'm in this situation and we're going to want to blame God, turn our confidence in God into complaints against God. Problems turn your confidence in God into complaints against God. This is the natural emotional reaction when problems increase and provisions decrease. We will be tempted to complain, to doubt, to grumble, and to blame God for the situation that we are currently in. You already know this is true. And here's how I know this. Because you know what happens when, when, when you or your husband or your wife or one of your children start to get hungry. It's like they become, it's like they become a different person. It's like they turn into this, this Hulk-like person where they're just angry at nothing and they're angry at everything and they're, they're starting to grumble and they're starting to complain because they're so hungry. They just want food and they start to complain and get angry. And not only do they complain and get angry, they start to make really bad decisions. Have you ever gone to the grocery store with someone who's really hungry? You want to talk about bad life decisions at the grocery store when you're hungry. I know for me, when I'm hungry, I go to the grocery store, I'm looking at the Cheez-Its, I'm looking at the Doritos, I'm looking at the frozen pizza, the ice cream, the chocolate, all the things that I shouldn't be eating, those are the things that I want. All the bad decisions, that's what the problems and the desert places of life do to us. They turn our confidence, they, they start to make us grumble and complain and blame, and they tempt us to make ill-advised decisions unwise, bad decisions. What we do when we don't have enough food in our stomach is a lot like what can happen when we are experiencing problems. This is what the Israelites did when they were journeying through the desert. Now, if I was God, I would have just said, look guys, I just rescued you from slavery and now you guys are complaining to me. See ya. Like I'm done with you guys. I washed my hands of you guys. Like I'm not putting up with I just saved you guys. Now you're complaining. If I was God, that's what I would have done. God had just saved them from 
an entire army, right? And now they have the, the, the gall to complain. So I would have just said, see ya, but that's not what God does. God's better than us. Look at this. Look, look what God does in verse number four. Look at that. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. In spite of the moaning and the murmuring of the Israelites, in spite of their unbelief and lack of confidence in God, God says to them, I am going to provide for you in the desert. I am going to literally rain down bread from heaven for you. That's what God does in spite of their complaining and moaning. Every morning, God was going to provide enough bread for hundreds of thousands, perhaps even millions of Israelites, and He was going to provide all the bread they needed for that particular day, even though they did nothing to deserve it. And even though they had done everything not to deserve it, God was going to provide for them on their behalf. On their behalf. And I'm here to tell you this morning that God provides where there is no provision. God provides for you when it doesn't look like there's any way that you can find what you need. When it doesn't look like there's any way that you're going to get your needs met, God will provide for you in that moment. God provides in the wilderness. Our cupboards may run empty, but God's cupboards are always full. Our pockets may be a little bit lighter. God's pockets are always heavy. God will always provide for you. He always has enough for you. And if He can provide enough bread for hundreds of thousands, even millions of people, then God certainly has enough for you this morning. God provides where there is no provision. Get that into your heart this morning. We need to hear that. God is going to provide for you even when it looks like there's no way that you're going to have your needs met. And look at how he did it. Look at this. This is so cool. Look at verse number 14 and 15. And when the dew that lay was gone up, it's talking about early in the morning, behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, it is manna, for they, they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, this is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. It's incredible how God provided for them because the Israelites were running low on food every single morning. God would miraculously send down bread from heaven for them. At first, at first they didn't even know what it was. They, they looked at it and they said, what is it? In Hebrew, that means manna. So that's, that's what they ended up calling it. In, in, in English, it means, what is it? It's called manna. That's what it's called. It's called, what is it? And so we call it manna. At first, they didn't even know what it was. Every day, God would send this manna from heaven to the ground to provide for the needs of the people. Now, I, I couldn't get my hands on any actual manna from heaven, but I did get the next best, best thing, and I brought it with me th this morning. And this is our version of, of manna this morning Reese's Puffs. And so maybe you're wondering, why is this, why are you considering this manna? Because Reese's Puffs is the closest thing you're going to get on earth to manna. When I think of manna from heaven, I think of Reese's Puffs. I don't know if you do too, but this is what I think. So this is how it worked. Every morning, 
God would take this manna from heaven. I don't know if he had chefs up in heaven providing it and cooking it up and stirring the recipes and making it, but, but he, had, he had this up in heaven and he brought it down every morning. He would lay down, he'd lay down, I don't want to say Reese's Puffs, he'd lay down the manna from heaven onto earth. And the Israelites, they'd wake up, and you can just imagine, this would be the coolest thing ever. They wake up, they get out of their tents, and they look to see the ground covered with manna. God had provided bread miraculously on their behalf. Every single morning, they were able to wake up, walk out of their tent, and boom, there's breakfast. Provided for them straight from heaven. Who knows if it was warm still, had the touch of God on it. I'm sure it was probably healthy for them too. Maybe vegan, I don't know. But it was awesome. That's how God provided for them. God provides when there is no provision. When you're in a desert place and there's no way to make it, God will make a way to provide him, provide for you. God will always provide for you. That's how God would provide for them in the desert. You know what the manna represents for us? You know what this manna represents for us this morning? It, prov- it, it represents God providing for us our bills paying for our bills. It represents God paying for the things that we need. It represents this manna means God is providing a roof over your head. He's providing food in the house. He's providing clothes on your back. When we trust that God will provide, guess what? He's going to provide every time. When we trust that he will meet our needs, he will meet our needs every single time. Our trust is not in our money. Our trust is in our maker. Our trust is not in the government. Our trust is in our God. Our trust is not in our plan. It's in our provider. You see, he provides when there is no provision. He provides manna in the desert. And you see this. The apostle Paul talks about this later on in the New Testament in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 19. He says, and he makes a promise from God, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What is God trying to say to us this morning? He's trying to say, trust that I'll provide for you because I will. I'll provide when it seems like there's no way that someone can provide. It doesn't matter where life has you. God can provide for you there. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. God's provision breaks through your problems. God's provision will break through your problems. The problem may look insurmountable. You may not be able to see a way out. You may not be able to see how you're going to have enough. The problem may feel like an insurmountable wall, but God's provision breaks through that wall. It's like the other day when when Amanda and I did some pizza and it was starting to get late in the day. So we started calling up pizza places and none of them were delivering that evening and most of them were closed because because we're all on lockdown and so things are closing a little bit early. So I called Domino's and Domino's, I asked them, I called them up. I said, hey, you guys still open? And Domino's said, yep, we're still open and we deliver. That was, that was music to my ears. And we deliver, they said. They, they're saying essentially problems around the world aren't going to keep them from delivering pizza to the people who need it. Often we think that the problems of life, often we think the problems of life keep God from providing for us. That's not true. God says, it doesn't matter what problem you're going through. It doesn't matter what desert place you're journeying through. 
my provision can break through those problems. My provision will meet you wherever you are. It doesn't, know, it doesn't matter how bleak the situation, it doesn't matter how dire the circumstance, his provision will break through. Your problem isn't going to stop God from providing. There's no zip code he can't reach. There's no address that he doesn't deliver to. It may seem like you're in the middle of a desert this morning, but God delivers in the desert. He's got that area code covered. He's got that address covered. He's got your home covered. He's got your life covered. He delivers to that place. He'll deliver his provision to you every single time, and he will keep delivering. If you look at verse number 35, that's later on in the chapter, God provided manna for them, I kid you not, for 40 years. 40 years God provided this manna for them. Wherever they went in the desert, God is providing manna for them in that desert. They go north, God provides manna north. They go south, God provides manna south. It's cold, God provides manna. It's hot, God provides manna. It's rainy, it's whatever. God provides manna 40 different years. Everywhere they went, God provided for them. God isn't just going to provide for you in this moment. Guess what? He's going to provide for you the rest of your life. He's going to provide for you, not just today. He's going to continue to provide. He's already got it figured out how he's going to meet your needs in the next couple of years. It's like those, it's like those people who, who meal prep. You guys ever, you ever, ever see on, on Facebook, social media, the pictures of the people who meal prep for the week and they have all their, their meals laid out for the week and they kind of, you kind of get the feeling that they're judging you that you don't do that and your meal prep for the week is like frozen pizza. Their meal prep for the week is like seven different days, all healthy food. Guess what? God's already meal prepped for all the problems you're going to face. God's already meal prepped for everything you're going to go through 40 years from now, the rest of your life. God's got it all figured out. What we need to do this morning is to say, God, I'm going to put my confidence in you. I'm going to trust you in this situation. You can trust him to provide for you today and every day. That's God's providence. You know why you can trust that God will provide for you even through the problems? Because it's who he is. It's his character. It's in his nature to provide for us. You see, in spite of the complaints and the murmurings, in spite of the complaints and the murmurings of the Israelites, God literally rained down food from heaven for them. They didn't deserve it, but he did it anyways because he was trying to show the Israelites, number one, who he was. Before he was trying to show them anything, he was trying to show them his character. It was who he was to provide for them. It was in his nature to provide for them. He wanted to provide for them. He was telling the Israelites that they could trust him, not just because he was a great God who could part an ocean on their, on their behalf, but because he was a good God who cared about their needs. He wasn't just this powerful guy. He was a guy who cared about the smallest person in the smallest need of the smallest person. He cared about providing for their needs. He was trying to communicate to the people that he cared about them and that he cared about their needs. In this story, God reveals to us his character. You can have confidence because of God's character. You can have confidence in the character of God. God will provide for you because it's who he is. And some of you watching right now are parents. Some of you watching right now are moms and dads. You understand this principle probably better than anybody because most of your day is consumed thinking about your children. How are you going to provide for them? 
How are you going to keep a roof over their head? How are you going to provide for them financially? You're, going to, you, you, you're, you're worried about helping them get good grades, getting them a good education. You want to make sure they're doing well in school. You want them to have a stable childhood. If I was to guess, providing for them occupies probably the biggest portion of your day. And that's just what you're doing physically. That's not even talking about emotionally. Emotionally, you're investing in them. You are invested in them. Emotionally, they have your heart on an emotional level, you've invested. You've given everything for them. Here's my question. Why would your heavenly father treat you, his child, any differently? If you would give anything for your children, why do you think your heavenly father would be any different than that? You really think God's not going to provide for you? I mean, you really think God, your good father, isn't going to provide for your needs? You don't think he knows your needs? You don't think he knows your problems? That he could break through those problems with his provision. He can meet your needs every single time. He's a good, good father. If we, as imperfect, earthly parents, know how to provide for our children, how much more will our heavenly father provide for us his children. You see Jesus say this exact thing in Matthew chapter 7 and verse number 11. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? I'm here to tell you this morning that God will provide for your needs because it's who he is. Now, I have to show you one more thing in this story, and it's the most important part of the entire story. Look at this. And we see this in John chapter 6. All the way in the New Testament, you see the most important part of the story in Exodus chapter 16. John chapter 6, verse number 48. Jesus says, watch this, I am that bread of life. The manna, I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. You see, the manna is a symbol of Jesus. The manna was, was an arrow pointing to a future manna that would come and sacrifice himself for all of humanity. You see, this is he wasn't just providing our physical needs. Jesus was coming as the bread of life to provide for our spiritual needs as well. Manna is a picture of the Jesus that was to come. Just as the manna sustained the Israelites physically, Jesus was the manna that came to us to provide for us spiritually. Just as the manna was sent to uh, sent from heaven for the Israelites. Jesus was our manna sent from heaven to provide for us spiritually. Just as the manna saved the Israelites from physical starvation, Jesus saves us from spiritual starvation. God sent Jesus as our manna from heaven. The only difference is that Jesus doesn't sustain us for a day. He sustains us for eternity. He doesn't sustain us for a year or four years or 40 years. He sustains us for year after year until forever. Jesus will always sustain our soul. Our soul was destined to starve and spend eternity apart from God. But Jesus, who is the living manna, came to us and sacrificed his life for us. He was the bread that was broken on our behalf. When God supplies our need, he supplies himself. Do you see this? Back then, the Israelites, he surprised, he supplied bread from heaven. When God supplies our needs, he supplies himself for us, the living manna, the manna that is broken for us. This morning, 
Trust that He will provide for you. Trust that He will provide for the needs of your life. Trust that His provision can break through the problems in life. That is the decision we can make this morning, to trust in the provision that Jesus has for us. We don't need to lean on ourselves. We don't need to lean on some other person. We can lean on Jesus and trust that He will provide for you always.